Welcome to the 340B Insider Podcast by RX Strategies. In this episode of 340B Insights, breaking down access barriers to specialty care for underserved populations, RX Strategies' Jonathan Genn connects with John Coart. He's a national sales director for Cora Solutions. Let's listen in. Hello and welcome to the RX Strategies 340B Insider Podcast. My name is Jonathan Genn. Today we're joined by John Cowart, who is the National Sales Director for Cora Solutions. Cora Solutions is a partner of RX Strategies and we wanted to spotlight the solution on our podcast. So welcome, John, thanks for joining us. Hey, John, how's it going? Going well. So let, let's start with what is Cora? So Cora is a, um, a way to bring specialty access care to specifically 340B covered entities, uh, typically in rural areas, but really just any entity um, that is having difficulty getting their patients uh, the specialty care that they need. And what kind of entities uh, is Cora currently engaged with? Primarily FQHCs, but we work with uh, Ryan White's, um, Dish Hospitals, really, again, any 340B covered entity uh, that has a, a need to get their patients uh, in to see a specialist that may not be in their area, uh, may have a extremely long wait time. That's one of the the issues that we uh, constantly run into. Um, and then um, uh, long distances. Oftentimes, their patients are traveling, you know, upwards of uh, hundreds of miles to see a specialist uh, after that long wait time. So the patients in those cases, a lot of times, just don't go see the specialist. Um, and so bringing that specialist to the patient to the covered entity, um, it heavily increases the uh, probability of that patient actually going to see the specialist. And then we provide that care uh, and then make sure some things are are done on the back end to really uh, improve the the continuum of care for the patient. Interesting. Yeah, I, I uh, recently read, read a white paper, which we could probably link in, in the post here, but basically it was a white paper that was analyzing the efficacy of scans or specialty care access networks. And I think the uh, results of that were something like um, potential travel savings of 250 miles per patient for each round trip, which obviously is very significant. So it sounds like that's kind of one of the things that Cora is trying to mitigate with this solution. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that 250 miles at all. Um, and what happens when those patients travel that distance is they're kind of lost, you know, unless the, the special or the um, 340B covered entity has this specific relationship with the specialist, uh, the patient gets lost in the mix. The uh, primary care provider doesn't receive any information back to know if the patient went to their visit. Um, if, you know, there was any uh, prescriptions that were filled during that visit, there's just, there's just a, a loss of, of care um, if the patient even made it to the visit. So we're trying to solve for all of those issues when it comes to um, these entities being in rural areas. Got it. Yeah. I'm assuming it enhances the, the speed to get that care as well. Absolutely. Uh, one of the, the primary things that we solve for is the wait times. Um, sometimes the patients uh, are waiting you know, six, nine months, sometimes up to a year, I've heard, 
Um, and by us coming in and specifically seeing those patients um, for the entity, uh, it it can help reduce the amount of time that they're having to wait. So how does it work? Yeah, so we come in and we work with the organization to kind of get a feel of how they would prefer the um, the model to to run within their uh, within their organization. It's kind of a two option path. They can uh, be one hundred percent remote, where we're seeing their patients. Uh, we're virtually working the patient up. I'm doing any pre-visit activities, labs, um, anything like that we're doing for the patient. Uh, and then the patient checks in virtually and our providers are seeing the patient 100% virtually. Um, the other model is where the patient actually is referred to us. It's our medical practice. They're seeing our provider, um, but they go into their FQHC or, or covered entity just as though they would to, to see their primary care doctor. But when they check in, the staff would check them into our EHR. Um, and then if there's any patient manipulation or vitals or anything like that, uh, they may have a staff member to, to perform those. But then our provider checks in and, and provides the, the actual visit. In most of our live cases today, we have kind of a combination model where maybe the initial visit is done uh, at the facility and then they will um, make the determination as if the patient is eligible or capable of having uh, that follow-up or any follow-up visits virtual, um, and then they'll they'll proceed from there. And then um, a lot of our of our organizations just like the patient to to come on into their facility for all visits, just so they always get that same look and feel. They can control it a little bit more. Um, the, the scripts are oftentimes filled right there on site. Um, so there's a lot of benefit to the patient actually coming to their facility, even though it is our doctor and our medical practice that's that's completing the visit. Got it. That's uh, that's an interesting solution. What specialties are, are currently available? So currently we have specialties like uh, rheumatology, gastro, infectious disease, neurology, dermatology, heavy interest in endocrinology, psychology, psychiatry, uh, pediatric psychiatry is a huge one. Very soon, probably going to have the remainder of those on the list as well. Uh, but really any specialty that's needed, um, we'll do an opportunity analysis to, to ensure that um, there's some opportunity there. Um, and then we'll look at our bench of providers. If we have one, great, we'll fill them in and, and the, the ramp up time is pretty quick. Um, otherwise, we will start recruiting almost immediately uh, for a provider to fill that spot. And um, that's probably the, the longest tent in the pole uh, for, for implementation is if we don't have an active provider, um, is that recruitment and licensing time um, can be lengthy. But otherwise, it's a, a pretty short time to um, go from contract to to actually seeing your patient. Got it. So it sounds like you all have a pretty robust network, and you're you're currently checking a lot of boxes um, in terms of specialty access. Yep, that's right. So, John, what if the covered entity is not currently contracted with any specialty pharmacies? If they're not contracted with the specialty pharmacy currently, um, we will come in, and uh, we have a, a robust network of specialty pharmacies that we typically work with. Um, we'll take to them the the payer mix in the area um, and a, a few other bits of information to see which partner is correct. 
uh, and then we can bring them in. Um, they'll contract just as though the entity typically would with any other contract pharmacy. Um, and then we want to make sure that they're able to capture those uh, 340B specialty drugs, whether it's through their TPA um, or otherwise. So it sounds like you all can kind of lend a hand in assessing the the current state of the specialty network and, and kind of making suggestions on maybe where to look next. Yeah, absolutely. Our team is is very uh, specialized in 340B, specialty pharmacies, um, medical practices. So anywhere that we can lend a hand, we we absolutely will. If there's any covered entities who are listening that are interested in Cora, what should they do as a next step? As a next step, I mean, they're more than welcome to contact me. Um, my my contact information is just jcowart at corasolutions.com. Um, they can go out to our website if they want to look for some additional information. Uh, our contact information is out on the website as well. Um, and then from there, we would contact the organization, obviously have some back and forth communication on, on if it's a good fit. Um, we can do some data analysis to see kind of what the opportunity from a financial standpoint uh, might be. And then as soon as we've started to identify some specialties that um, we may want to bring to the table. We'll on our end, we'll start recruiting from those specialties even before a contract's um, completed, just so that we can ensure that uh, we can start bringing the the care to the organization as soon as possible. Well, just for those listening, Cora uh, is spelled K H O R A. The website is CoraSolutions.com. Uh, today we're speaking with John Cowart. That's J O H N C O W A R T. Uh, his email address is jcowart at coresolutions.com. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. John, we appreciate uh, you joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the 340B Insider. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you, John, for this insider information on what's important to covered entities and pharmacy professionals who manage a 340B program and provide the best care possible to those they serve. Listeners, don't forget to visit 340binsider.com to view resources, show notes, and access more 340B Insider podcast episodes. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. Until next time, thank you for listening.